Hello everyone and welcome to the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. Our mission is simple, to discuss the video games we are playing, to discuss all issues surrounding gaming, and to cultivate a community of like-minded people who want to discuss gaming together. If you have heard this podcast before, you have heard us talk about growing up in the 90s many times. While we were growing up, we got the pleasure of seeing gaming evolve at such a rapid pace, from the NES to the SNES and Genesis to the N64 and PS1 and onward, gaming managed to captivate enthusiasts of all kinds. The boundary-pushing graphics, the rich stories, the complex and intriguing characters, the memorable soundtracks, the creative mechanics, and the sleek packaged cases all provided a comprehensive experience unlike any other kind of medium. However, during the 90s, there was something missing from gaming that did not start to appear until much later. Customization. Whether it's character customization, narrative choice, or style of play, outside of RPGs, there wasn't near as much choice as there is now in gaming. Could you imagine gaming without the power of choice in 2022? Luckily, we don't have to. And fortunately, gaming is so varied that we can make the experience our own. And that's what we're here to discuss today. How do we, as in each one of us here on the podcast, personally customize our gaming experiences to make it enjoyable for us? After that, we will be discussing games such as Plague Tale Requiem, Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero, and Made in Abyss, Binary Star Falling into Darkness. Intros! Intros! Get your intros! I'm Shay, and I will be your host for today's episode. I'm also playing for the Skins team. Thankfully, I'm not the only asshole you'll be hearing today. Matched up against me today on the Shirts team is a man who is ready for sports ball season. He has been patiently preparing for his fantasy lacrosse team for weeks. A man who enjoys watching other men flinging their balls around. Please welcome Rich Meister to the show. Rich, how you doing? It's actually a Native American sport. Um, I'm doing pretty, I'm doing good. I don't know, man. I fucking I don't know, man. I, listen, I'm plenty excited about sports. Formula One is still happening right now. We got we got another solid two months of Formula One. I thought we were talking about Yay, sports. Formula One. I, I fucking hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> This is how I felt for, like... I'm not allowed any, to like, like anything. Anytime I bring up NBA, that's exactly how I feel, what you're feeling in this moment. Oh, well, so. I have to, like, double down on it, like, as the joke, but um, I don't know. Baseball's going well for New York, right? There's a game happening right now, um, so... Uh, Yankees are in the semifinals, quarterfinals? Yeah, yeah, they're playing the Astros right now while we're recording this. So if, like, in the middle of the podcast, the Astros win... You're going to start hearing fire. I have to go out and set a car on fire. Um, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, are you obligated to, like, throw your TV on the ground and shit on it or something? Well, we got to loot while the looting's hot. (laughs) Uh It's already looted. We're already looting this. You guys got to go next door. And I'm like, sorry, Joey. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm looting here. I'm looting here. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, outside of 
sports stuff how you doing this week uh just fine i played a little bit of some games um but but the more important thing the thing that you told me privately this week this is gonna be a made-up thing <laughs> no it's 100 percent true okay like you're doing a great job on your your fitness and oh, losing okay. weight and stuff I like that thought, i thought there was gonna fitness be a dick in your no, mouth no 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 i'm so proud of you. dick in my mouth what what yeah <laughs> No, you 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 told me that I think you dropped four pant sizes, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Dude, congratulations! Seriously, I mean that. That's awesome. Ha- hashtag yeah. fight. The I fat. also dropped four pant sizes. Thought I could fit them. You know, my dick, didn't, my dick didn't, didn't work. I, I had, I had several no. sizes with me in in the changing room. Had to drop four of them I was <laughs> on my way up. To... There's a joke yep. about your penis in here somewhere. Oh. <gasps> Oh, you reminded me. I have a true story about my penis this week. True story. 100% true. This is one of the only... Guys, this is one of the only... We're wiener cousins. (laughs) Two times in my life I've ever been able to say, my dick was too big. Mm. Okay? This is true. On Sunday, I was playing basketball in a game, and there was this moment where this guy was trying to, like, use his body to push me out of bounds to prevent me from getting the ball. And I managed to jump up and catch the ball out of bounds because it last went off me. And I threw it off his leg, right? So it would go out of bounds and we'd get possession of the ball. And I was trying to move my body out of the way. And as I'm doing that, the ball literally hit my dick and Mm. went out of bounds and it went to the other team. That's a foul. And Mm. (laughs) You can't use your dick. It's against the rules. I Mm -hmm. I will tell you, it was quite foul. It was quite foul indeed. But no, the, there's the, nothing in the, the rule book of... says a dick can't play basketball, Rich. There's nothing in the rule that says a dog. There's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't be an OBGYN. <laughs> but uh, the the bench of the other team was laughing at the fact that my dick was the cause for them retaining mm-hmm. the ball. And uh, fuck you, Whitey. Pretty much. So <laughs> what you get for having a normal sized penis? <laughs> that's yes. That's definitely what they said. I know that's exactly what they said. But it's no, you reminded me of that. Average. <laughs> Usually it's more like when I'm uh, looking down there, I'm like, where are you? <laughs> but are you sorry? <laughs> no, that's what I say to the girl. And I'm so sorry. Never apologize during. It shows weakness. Mm. Apologize, apologize after. after. Oh, hey. brunch. Well, you, you don't want to show weakness two times in a row like that. <laughs> That's like true. no like the next day at lunch you're like i'm sorry about yesterday by the way yeah i couldn't sleep i've been thinking about it all night <laughs> well rich i'm glad you're here i'm also joined by my friend who's also playing for the shirts team who once ate an entire pineapple in one sitting and was weeping as his asshole shat out acidic shits mm-hmm. a few hours later oh wait that was me you're supposed to skin it Oh, okay. Just for next time. If this friend was around when that happened, they assuredly would offer a simple, yet encouraging, (sighs) you fucking idiot. Please welcome to the show, Josh Fowler. Josh, how you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the pineapple thing reminds me of my time working produce where stuff would start to go bad and, you know, we could throw it away or, or we could just eat whatever it was because it was too bad to sell but not right. bad enough to you know i mean we'd throw it out anyway but 
Occasionally, you'd get like a pineapple that was just so overly ripe that you know it was just starting to fall apart. As like so, you guys ever oh, look into those yeah. like there those um Rich, he's telling a story. What are you doing? It's fruit related. That's, oh okay. You uh, like you guys ever get into one of those uh, those subscription services where it's like super cheap and they send you like all the irregular produce? No, I've seen I've seen the ads. I've not signed up for any of those. Like Same. you could be like you're getting super cheap vegetables, but they're all shaped like cocks. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine with me, right? <laughs> I mean, you go to the store, you you ex- you expect a dick-shaped cucumber. Like if if it yeah, comes with the balls, how, it's extra. How they, that's how they come, right? Now I just have extra cucumber. And exactly. I was just like I, all my produce is like going in eggs because I'm poor and that's all I eat. So mm. yeah, eggs are one of those things that the price goes up and you complain about it, and then you, you do the math in your head and you're like, this is still a one dollar meal. I, I, I I'm really yeah, I I really need to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But sorry, finish your story, Josh. So the pineapple got really. Oh no, no, just that was bringing back memories of 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 doing this and you know eating whatever produce was going bad because you know it's not like they could fucking pay us to work there or anything. So you know, no. at least get, at least at least we get the perk of of fruit. not you know starving to death. So just you know, that was generous. Yeah, that was nice of them. Exactly. Yeah, you I know, used I... to work at Coca Cola. Um, many, many years ago. And there's this one stop that like I would go to, to stock their shelves. Uh, the, I was a merchandiser many years ago and I would go stock shelves at various stores. Mm-hmm. And I remember I walked into this one grocery store and I always hated it because the back room smelled terrible. It smelled like a mixture of rotten food and cigarettes. And I could yep. never figure out why it smelled so bad of cigarettes. Until one day I walked in, I'm standing and there in front were people of people just smoking in the back room in front of all the fruit, the produce that was about to go out. And I was like, I'm never buying fruit from this place. Yep. And I can only imagine all the people that were getting uh, secondhand lung cancer. All, all I'm picturing is you, like, in the back room, smoking a cigarette, blowing it on the fruit, and being like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. There's a sharp uptick in people who eat food from here getting lung cancer. Well, I'll never figure this out. And then you just like flick the button to the produce yeah. bin. I just, I just put upside, the... Upside, you put, put it out, it out, out in a Upside, banana. you get a lot of repeat customers coming back. Trying yeah. To... yeah. It's like, I don't I know, know what it is. The There's produce something addictive about yeah. these apples. Mm-hmm. I just can't quit this place. I just can't quit you. Waiter, I found a roach in my pineapple. Shh. <laughs> Everyone else will Added want protein. One. The fiberglass yeah. is good for you. Mm. Can I tell you guys one more quick funny story before we go into the show? If you promise to be funny this time, <laughs> like, I will <laughs> step it up. <laughs> okay, you know what, Josh? That's not fair. We need to be specific. Funny on purpose. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Is that a bar we really want to tame for? Not for us, for him. Okay. Mm, okay. So this week. Uh, in a lot of my classes, the students were making their own board game. And the board game is about kind of expanding their comfort zone. So what they were doing is they were creating kind of like would-you-rather questions. Okay. For like, And these, these are questions that other students are going to read and they're going to play with. And one of the girls, because this, this was badly. a part of their homework the week before to bring questions in, so it kind of made the process more seamless. One yeah. girl brings in a question, and I was... Because she's like a pretty shy girl, and she's 
I wouldn't like she'll say hi to me a lot, but she doesn't really like conversations. She's pretty shy, even with her friends. She brings in the question of, would you rather eat poop flavored curry or curry flavored poop? And I was I was legitimately like for a second, I was baffled by that. Hmm. This girl of all people brought this question. And then I was like, for a minute, I I legitimately thought about it. I was like, what would I rather eat? Right. Because, like, the thing is, with the poop-flavored curry, it looks like curry. Yeah. The texture is going to be curry, but it's going to smell and taste like shit. Yeah. On the other hand... But, and presumably you, have... you won't get sick from that. Presumably. If it's because just we're gonna flavored. Because we're going to say it's food. Unless, unless it's naturally flavored. Mm. But otherwise, like, the poop, it looks like poop. Yeah, you but don't you don't know until like later. Curry. That's true, but the thing is, like, Rich is right. There could be diseases in that shit. Even though it tastes like curry, there still could be diseases. I that... feel like I would eat the shit flavored curry and just be like, "I'm on. I, I can do this, Joe Rogan. I'm on fear." <laughs> <laughs> this 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 reminds me. Of, I All think right, I've, Joe Rogan. <laughs> the, the five minute comedy hour had a sketch basically that's starts with a guy finishing off a plate that was ostensibly full of shit. You know, starting yep. in medias res here. And then looking across the table at the other guy <laughs> who's just staring, mouth agape. Just can't believe what yes. he just witnessed. A grown man with a fork and knife finishing an entire plate of shit. That, that, that and, reminds me... And then he looks, anyway, the the guy who just finished his food looks across the table and says, okay, where's my money? (laughs) Oh, shit. Shit's funny. Shit will never not be funny. Poop is funny. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) As it turns out, poop is Mm -hmm. indeed funny. But you know what's not funny? Us talking about the topic of the week. And we're going to be... That's also true. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, never mind. Not going to oust too many comedians. Amy yeah, but, yeah, um, that that seems an awful lot like the pot calling the kettle black. For me, yeah. For mm. me, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm a funny guy, though, so I can say whatever. Yeah, yeah. You I'm also a fun guy. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Legally. Mushroom. You, cremini mushroom, you. Mm-hmm. You stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, this, like... I was thinking about this topic, like, for my personal, like, for me personally, I should say, last night. And there are so many angles we can take this. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this. This is something that's kind of been in our backlog of topics for quite some time. How do we personally customize our gaming experiences to make it enjoyable for us? Pretty, pretty straightforward. Rich, what is one of the ways that you... What drugs do I do? I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. Well, how, how do you get in that sure, state of mind? Um, yeah, I. It's a weird question for me because I don't know really that I do. In I think it almost depends on what I'm playing. Like, um, I play a lot of things passively, like purposefully that way. Like things that are like super grindy. Like back in the the MMO days, or like running a Diablo or something. I had a a soft spot for games where I can kind of like passively play while I'm like watching Netflix or listening to something or doing whatever kind of cozy gaming in that respect. Hmm. Um, but I don't know that like I personalize anything in a major way. I don't, 
have um i mean i mostly play on pc play some stuff ps5 and switch where where it hits but um i don't know that i'm a super custom guy i think i'm pretty fucking bland hmm. you gotta well, you gotta give well, that well, craftsman's touch when you're playing mmos like anybody needs to craft gear for them you send it along with a kiss maybe a little cookie to go along with it yeah you do yeah a little nice butt pat get mm-hmm. out there and kill somebody exactly yeah no like i I thought about it many different ways for example for me when i customize my gaming experience i like to usually play one or two more in-depth games and then i will either play kind of a lighter game or i'll just take a like a week break from gaming like that's my the way i customize hmm. my experience because i just finished horizon forbidden west last week and to be honest with you i didn't feel like playing anything this week because i that game required a lot of time and attention for me a lot of energy and i said you know i need a week off from gaming to just relax and like kind of decompress and no i feel that yeah be excited for gaming again and i'll probably start back up with kind of a smaller game probably like an indie game or something more lighthearted to get me feeling like i want to play something bigger again and i'll ramp my way up to that and that's kind of like my systematic approach for playing games and i know not everybody is like that. Every, it's like there's some people that can just hammer out big game after big game after big game and more power to them. I used to be able to do that when I was younger, but I don't have the time or attention span or energy anymore. So it's like for me, I kind of have yeah. this systematic pattern for how I play different games. And that for me works really well. I'm able to kind of compartmentalize the time in my life um, to where I can devote to those games and the energy. To which I can devote to yeah. those games as well. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I, I think if that's what we're saying, then I'm I kind of do something similar in the way I like sparse myself out. Like at any given moment, and this has become more of like a crux of like working in this industry for as long as I have at this point. That I have at any given moment, like um, I'm playing a Plague Tale, and I'm playing that as like the game I am prioritizing getting a review out for. Right. So like. Mm. Yeah. I'm slamming through that. Really, doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it, but just chunking it away. And then I'll kind of play something that's just for me, where I'm like, might be cooling down with the boys in the Discord at the end of the day or something. Yeah. And that's kind of trails for me at the moment. And then there is stuff that's like passively, like I have an afternoon to myself. I'm working on Lost Judgment again, and I might not play that for days at a time. But when I sit down to play it, I'll play like a good six hour chunk. Yeah. So but also, it's, it's, as Shay said, I have it. I up until this week, I had taken like a solid. I haven't really been doing jack shit for two weeks, and I felt kind of bad about it. But I hate that I felt kind of bad about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that though. So you like have things that you can play piecemeal, and then you have things where you like you need a real full on session of. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I think a lot of people are like that. As as you get older, you're like, I don't have a lot of time. I got to kind of piecemeal. Oh, I do have like a, a window of opportunity here where I have a good chunk of time. That's where I'm going to devote the time to that mm-hmm. game. But the big chunks of time <clears throat> normally come when I am wired and other people in my life are unconscious. Mm, I gotta yeah, act now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's kind of what I do. It's not what I was where I was going with this topic, but it, I I also have a similar thing where like I've got specific roles I need a game to fill. Like, all right. I'll have a million things I want to play, but I, I specifically need one to fill this role right now. Like, f- for example, I, I talked about Maiden Abyss last week. I've still been playing that this week. That's kind of filling my 
like Final Fantasy fourteen like m- nearly mindless gaming type thing is as far as a lot of the exploration and whatnot. It's 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 a little it's quite a bit more lethal than that game unless I'm raiding or something. So there's there's a little more focus required, but it's it's an awful lot of exploration and kind of grinding stuff out. Um, mm. So like. I started that game and I wasn't exactly sure where it was going to land, but then once I realized what sort of job it was doing, I'm like, okay, all right, this is a game it's replacing for me in my yeah. I think that's what, sort of what thing, do I want out of this game? Sort of in a, in lieu of me not really like doing MMOs so much anymore, those end up becoming like the the farming sims or like the monster yeah. hunter sort of void like that repetitive thing i could like sit back and maybe like chat with some people in a discord or something while i'm playing it yeah or watch something on netflix or listen to a podcast yeah yeah mm. exactly um so you like josh what you're saying is like you need and you said this in the beginning just just for me oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you need different games to fill different niches or different roles like you need a yes um like it would it would be too much to try to do like really really story heavy games um like back to back to back like if you're mm. playing a bunch of prestige story like you know trying to play God of War right into you know uncharted or something weird like that where it's like these do the exact same thing and I kind of need a a breather to kind of collect my thoughts around so much story that's been thrown at me. And it, I mentioned Final Fantasy 14 before. Most of the time that is a kind of mindless social grindy sort of game for me. But mm. also whenever I get into a new expansion there's so much story going on that it it changes its own role. So like I'll kind of do the main story and have a whole lot that I kind of need to concentrate about because there's that that game is kind of it's 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 not completely like an Ivelisse style game but it's basically an Ivelisse style game where you've got a million moving parts and political machinations to keep track of during the story and like it will very quickly turn into something that you need all your brain power to be able to focus on. Um, right. And so it kind of, it fills multiple roles, which is, which is neat. But I've, I've noticed that like, I'll get the points in it. I'm like, okay, that's, I need to focus on something else. Let's, let's level crafting or something like that. Let's go do, off, do a bunch of random side quests. Um, so something else can be my main focus for a while. Mm. Um, I have you noticed this, Josh and Rich? Please feel free to chime in too. Like we've talked about this many years ago. I'm I'm sure you remember this, Josh. It's kind of like when I'm playing certain games, it also depends on where my mental health is at. Like that can be yeah. a part of how I kind of customize the experience. So if like I'm dealing with something in my life that has me down, I'm not gonna say depressed, um, because that's not an official diagnosis, but if it has yeah. me down I'm more likely to play something more immersive and requires a lot more of my time because I need some kind of distraction while I'm slowly kind of parsing out what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And also, it can be sometimes a little bit unhealthy because then I'll get a little bit overly obsessed with the game for like oh, yeah, a week yeah. or so. But it allows me to 
move forward and allows me to accept kind of what's happening. Um, that has kind of been like my something that I've done my entire life. And I noticed that that's kind of also a part of the pattern as well Is like when I get through that kind of heavier, more difficult aspect that's happening in my life after that happens, then I'm more, uh, I'm busier in my life doing other things. And so when I have time, I make time for like smaller games or ones that require less things for me to remember or less things for me to focus on. Well, it, it allows you to compartmentalize to like whole yeah. log throw yourself into this other thing and focus. Exactly. It's kind of like the same thing as like, like problem solving is easier when you're like focused somewhere else. Cause it kind of allows your yeah. mind to wander. Yeah. Can, yeah, exactly. Kind of like you were saying, I don't, I don't do that as much with like super, super in depth games, but I do it more with like the, the, the more complicated puzzle games personally like it's kind of filling the same role but it's it's less of the i guess social brain power to like you know mm. have like a really in-depth story you're trying to keep track of than just like the depending on the puzzle game exactly what sort of mental bandwidth it's using but this is this is one i've i've talked a few times before about how much i like uh picross uh, which is right, you know, Picross. kind cool. of a spatial and numbers related puzzle, which that that's the sort of puzzle solving that will kind of get me out of my own head. You know what? You know what's a weird, and this might be speaking to the puzzle solving thing. You know what's a weird go to for me of like a comfort game? Yeah. Uh, when like something's got me down, Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see that because it's it's. That's kind of that's kind of halfway in between the two of us because it's mostly visual novel and the, and then some puzzle solving to yeah, to, to yeah. toss in there to, in order to make sure you're actually paying attention to the to the story. That's yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's kind of cool that it's yeah, kind of filling it's, both those roles. I'm say I'm saving the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles for the next time I get dumped. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're that sounds like a rich. solid plan. Yeah, oh, that's a fun joke. Um, <laughs> yes 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 now i saw like that's one way i kind of thought about this question of how i customize the experience okay um when it comes to making gaming enjoyable for us i think like i literally think about gaming as everything so yeah I, i mean obviously we could sit here and talk a long time about how we customize our personal collections or the room into which we game or the aesthetic and i think that's a big part of it too uh to be honest for for me i don't have like as much in terms of aesthetic um like in where i'm gaming i i like gaming early morning because i like to see the sun kind of shine in through the curtains like (laughs) i i really like to see that where it's like oh man the day's just getting started i'm making a little bit of time before everybody is awake to just sneak in some gaming time it like I don't know why it's like I'm awake before everybody is awake and I'm fitting in some gaming. It reminds me of like Saturday morning before your parents woke up and you were sneaking yep. in a little bit of gaming time. Well, it's that fun memory, you know. Like, is it really Super Mario World if my parents aren't fighting in the background? Well, they were asleep in this situation. <laughs> oh yeah, I've never uh, been a morning person, so everything you just said is literally insane to me. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <sighs> yeah. like, my, my dad was like always gaming. an early, early morning person, so he. Well, part of that's being, you know, military, so you, you kind of have to be. Um, right. Yeah, that makes but sense. But, like, he, he'd be, 
up ridiculously early, go off and do his own thing, and then I'd have the house to myself for a while before everyone else woke up. Which was... I had those like more like just like early college and late high school. I have those memories of that because my dad was like same thing, very early guy getting off to go to work and start his day. So you know we had those few years of overlap where like he was waking up to go to work and I was coming down off ecstasy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like does. two ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two very high ships. Passing yeah, we were both high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But I, um, I also like gaming late at night, especially depending on the game I'm playing. If it's a more intense game, I, yeah, I love playing late at night. Yeah, I normally do that with my more like focus requiring games. So either mm. more story going on or, oddly enough, not really story-related, but just the amount of mental bandwidth required. That, that's kind of been what Overwatch has been filling with me. Because even though it's something I play mostly with friends, it's such a fast-paced game that it just it kind of it requires full attention in order to not just get shit on. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so that, that's kind of doing a similar role, even though it's a completely different style of game. But it's just the the amount of attention required is kind of mm. a lot of times that's the role that I'm trying to fill with the game one way or another. Like, yeah, what what it's asking no, yeah, out that, of me. What it do. that makes sense. Yeah, but you guys also like you have certain things in your guys's room that kind of add to the feng shui or the aesthetic of the gaming experience. Like, Rich, mm-hmm. I know you always have like little gaming trinkets and memories on your desk and Mm -hmm. josh you kind of have both of you kind of have mood lighting in the back and i think that's a pretty common thing for like streamers to have nowadays and stuff like that yeah yeah no you've got to get personalizing the gaming experience for you guys uh that's definitely part of it like i like to have like a good like you know have my main lights off and like the leds going might have like a different you know kind of colored get get me in the mood you know something like that yeah yeah there's some games i don't really want to stream because I mean, I've got the mood lighting, but also when I'm, I'm so streaming, tired. I have bright, bright lights directly behind my monitor, which makes, you know, unless you're playing, like, with the gamma blown all the way out, you, you can't see crap. Not supposed to. Um, Implying yeah, you're, you're not going to be playing Dead Space Remake on stream. Oh, yeah, so. no, no, absolutely not. It's. I mean, I could, but I, I probably wouldn't even notice if something was there to scare me. Just, you know exactly yeah um exactly yeah yeah i had a point i had a point before rich started talking but i don't remember what it was so so i guess we can move on next question okay (laughs) so i mean that's those are kind of like some of the external ways Mm -hmm. that i feel like we personalize our gaming experiences but talking more internally i kind of wanted to (laughs) what are you showing at the oh Tony Tony Choppa. I mm-hmm. love it. Rich is holding up a Tony Tony Chopper figurine, but it's exactly. like his monster form. Oh, yeah. spoilers. <laughs> Nobody knows what the monster form is unless you watch. I mean, yeah. unless, in, yeah, if you, uh, well, I was about to say, unless you're not cut up to 20 years ago, you don't know what it is. Yeah, but... unless, unless you're tape, you're 15 years behind, we might have just ruined something for you. Yeah, yep, that's on you. Damn that's it, I was, you. I was I was starting the Baroque Works arc next that's week. Like, that's like literally his first arc. I don't know how you, how you, if you know who Chopper is at this point, you, you, you know about that. That's, okay. isn't, um, right. And he's lobby the first time we see that. 
They hint at it, I think, literally in his first arc. Pro- I, I think the first time we literally see that form is Eni's lobby, though. I, that's probably right. I think that's the first time that he does just decide. Yeah, screw it. I've, it. I've got. I've got a. This, this is the Island's only way to, the first to save. Time he can. He can control it that yeah. much. I know. Yeah. One yes. piece spoilers in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get way off track. If we that there's nothing but off track to go from there. I'm I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, it's in episode 290 of the anime. It's called Uncontrollable Chopper's Forget- Forbidden Rumble. Um, all right. He's and fighting with Kum- Kumadori. That's Annie's lobby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You guys have a better memory than I do. No, it's it's been For a sure. while, but yes, I, like I'm pretty sure they hinted at it in the first arc where he's explaining exactly they how did. he powers up and whatnot and how he can lose control. But anyway, yeah, Rich Rich is also right with the, yes, it, and his lobby is. It's true. Yeah, it's true. But more like the internal ways that we <laughs> personalize gaming, it kind of depends on um, kind of like the mode I'm in, so to speak. I'm shifting you know, into I, all range mode. You know, a few years ago, I decided one year I was going to play all games on hard mode. And so for yeah. me, that was something as simple as, like, personalizing it. Or I played Shining Force so many times now, and I've talked about this, that each time I play that game now, I try and play it very differently. Like, one time I've tried yeah. playing it with all centaurs, or I'll use all magic users, or all ranged people. Mm-hmm. I try and make it a challenge in different ways um yeah i used to do that more with games, games. That i played multiple times yeah i used to do that way more with games um at this point with the show and everything there's so much different stuff i'm interested in that it, it i have a hard time feeling like i'm not missing out on something if i go that right. in depth anymore but yeah that was something that i've done with like every Zelda game until I can't remember if I did a Twilight Princess and um I'm I I am ninety nine percent sure I did a Twilight Princess run but I'm I'm also ninety nine percent I I I'm I'm pretty sure Skyward Sword I did not do you know a three hearts run um, you know what's the weirdest um Zelda experience I have yeah it's Skyward Sword um because at the time Ray was there for this. Um, him and I were both working. Rest in peace, right? Yeah, he's alive. Um, yeah. actually, I don't know that. Um, him and I were. We both haven't talked to him at... in a good half an hour. He could be it's been, gone be dead. by he, now. Anything could have happened. Yeah. Um, him and I were both working at a gas station at the time, and uh, we were doing overnights, and it was like a during a week long period when Skyward Sword came out that they were completely like tearing up and remodeling this gas station. Yeah. But because of the lease on the place, somebody always had to legally be on the premises. Oh, so yeah. they had to pay us to stay there even though it wasn't open so we just had to sit inside the building while they were like tearing down the canopies and changing everything outside okay so we just brought a tv and the wii to the gas station and played through all of Perfect. skyward sword inside this gas station that's awesome that's that that is great that that reminds I me i love that i i love good zelda stories like that when you got people around it's a whole thing we I were can't... in a closed down gas station yeah. with nothing but snacks and beer 
and time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were getting paid. Yeah. I, I remember when Twilight Princess came out, I was in college at the time. And uh, because I was the guy on the floor of this dorm who had a Wii, uh, I, we'd, we'd gathered a crowd watching the finale of Twilight Princess. So we're halfway through the final fight with Ganon. Take it, demise. And, and my, my, my batteries run out. And this is this is back in the day, kids. Ask your you probably know what batteries are. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna denigrate your your intelligence here. You sh, you sh, you know what a double A is. Anyway, the we used double A's. We were out. No one else there in, in the dorm had double A's. So during the middle of this fight that we had an audience for, we we had we had to make a road trip to Walmart to pick up double A's. Halfway halfway through the final boss in Twilight Princess, make a trip to Walmart. Pick him up, head back, and then uh, and finish the fight. Perfect. Which is yeah, Bad. excellent. Bad and also, this is this is a thing that I've made a lot of noise about in the past. Um, not all games, even to this day, pause when your controller dies, and that needs to be standard. That one hundred percent should be like even you know back then. I'm willing to excuse it because I feel like we were still kind of rocky on what we're yeah. doing about stuff like that. But now it should be a standard, absolutely standard. But I've had crap like that happen, and the game just keeps going, and it's it's maddening. You can't say the same of like PC stuff, but I feel like yeah. it's on a hardware level at most stuff now. You like, think so? PS5, you think the system PS5, would just pause? PS Five does. Yeah. PS Five will kick you into the the home menu if your controller turns off. Yeah. Exactly. I can attest to that. It's, so it's at a hardware level with Sony right now. So good on you, Sony. Thank you. Thank you for doing the one thing right. Maybe you'll do two things right once you've got a third let's console not, let's cir- not, in let's circulation. Not, let's not push it. Let's not push it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to give them too much credit while they're currently trying to tank Microsoft bl- buying you know abk right now i mean they're gonna keep tagging each other so whatever i'll take silent hill too thank you yeah (laughs) yeah i like how you guys just summed up all the recent video game news in 10 seconds yeah you're welcome (laughs) i love that you're you're now up to date you now know what's happening in the world Mm -hmm. who needs trevor noah these days exactly exactly making a silent hill movie you're caught up and they're remaking silent hill too (laughs) it's the end of western (laughs) civilization You get know. caught up. Arm yourself but and your dog. I think That's there right. are ways for us specifically that we kind of personalize the gaming experience nowadays too, because we do we feel like we have so many games that we want to get around to and not miss out on so we can talk about on the podcast. Yeah. That a lot of times we just cry and go to sleep. No, well, that's not about the gaming experience. That's just about you. It's part but, of it. No. Yeah. But um <laughs> anyways like there are certain games that i feel like you know if i had more time i probably would sit down and 100 percent it and spend a lot more time with it but i i do enough to finish the game and i'm like you know maybe someday i'll return to this game and finish it as i want to but with having to play other games that i sometimes feel like i can't play all the way through to its fullest completion and sometimes that's not a bad thing but i i have to personalize it to where i know my time constraints my responsibility constraints so i spend a certain amount of time on a game yeah yeah exactly 
Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys had anything to add to well, that. No, no. What I mean, like... that's just kind of that, that. That seemed like it summed up what we just said for the last forty-five minutes. You know, just with you know. That's sorry. True. I was sending <laughs> a tweet. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that, it was much easier than we than we made it seem like it was. You know. No, it's. Uh... Yeah, hey, you know what? That's kind of a compliment. Thanks, man. Yeah. I really get those around here. <laughs> Thank well, you. Yeah, Trying to pretend wanna... this is a complicated thing. and <laughs> No, no, I get it, though. We have a lot to say, believe yeah. it or not. But yeah, I'm talking to myself, a... but that's just because like, I got shit to say. <laughs> that, like, there's so many creative ways that we can kind of customize the gaming experience. It isn't just about, like, character creation, um, which that's a part yeah. of it, but... Like, for example, narrative choices. When you guys are playing a game yeah. that has narrative choices, do you guys tend, uh, tend to stay on one path? Like, are you more of, like, like a Mass Effect's Paragon path? Is that kind of, like, I, what governs? Or is it is I, it you just make choices? I'm afraid to pick the Renegade choices because I don't want the computer programs to be mad at me. Mm. It depends on the game, I think. Um, like, specifically, since, since we brought up Mass Effect... Um, the first game in particular, I think, did a much better job of making it feel like you you can pick whatever you want in each situation, and you're not like, oh, I'm not missing out on the good ending or the bad ending by kind of picking and choosing. And I kind of feel like the second two games didn't do that as well, and it made it feel like you're just going to miss out on stuff if you don't pick one and stick with it. Um. Mm. Which, uh, yeah, was, but yes, especially on the first one, I, I, I did like I, I picked and chose where I wanted to. I definitely kind of didn't do that. I, I, that was not uh, like fully a joke. I one hundred percent am one of those people where when like people talk about like video games make people violent, I can't like jive with it because I literally don't like making evil choices in video games. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, again, like it kind of depends on because I think the first game really was fairly nuanced as far as that went because it was frankly half the time and more it would it would pop kind of up dick. and I wouldn't know whether or not it was going to be Renegade or Paragon. Other than, like you said, it's just how much of a jackass are you acting like in this particular response? And, like, that, that I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't that's think that's morality. Ever, that's well, that's the thing, though. But, like, to a certain extent, I don't, I prefer that over morality because things aren't always like that simple. It's like, well, okay, this character, these no, are no, the like things there they is something, value, yeah. and this is the mission they're there to do, but they could kind of be an asshole about it. Yes. I mean, Frankly, that kind of, I like it on a conceptual level as far as that's all you can actually control is whether you're an asshole or not, because what the actual response to your, you know, choices beyond that are, that doesn't really have an awful lot to do with what you intended. What we're talking about. The it, other spectrum end of that is like fable where like the evil choice is literally leading people into the woods to be sacrificed yes yeah yeah that Um, was like even though it was corny in some not corny it was uh over the top in some ways i really love the the system of fable where it seemed like if you're evil you're really fucking evil yeah like like it like in an over the top silly way like Obviously, for example, like Mass Effect, as we were referencing earlier, if you're making an evil choice, 
you're possibly committing genocide, which is pretty fucking evil. Yeah, that's the funny but thing like, about that, because, like, it's it's, it's kind of... In the first game, it's really what your tone is, and in the later games, it's like, maybe we don't need this race around anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, Fable was so ridiculous. Like, you get horns, and your guy looks gaunt and dark, and he, yeah. like Rich said, leading people in the woods to be sacrificed. You're killing chicken, like baby chickens, or yep. chicks, as you would call them. Um, <laughs> chicken chaser! I chicken chaser! Oh, I forgot Do you about chase that. chickens? Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I like. I really like having choices of dialogue in games that actually lead upon kind of some morality system, and not just having choices of dialogue just just for the sake of having choice. I like it to have some some kind of actual influence. And the reason why I say that is because um, this is a bit of a tangent. Obviously I just played horizon forbidden West and it gives me the option of choosing how much or how little I want to engage. And I think that's a good way to like for me to choose how deep do I want to get into the lore of this game that the writers and the developers have put in there. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, On the outside looking in, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, get into the lore of the game person unless i really really like the game but when you have those choices of dialogue and they kind of influence a morality system i i get more sucked into the game every time every single time and so for me i like when i was younger i used to make the choices that would make me the good guy i always wanted to be the good guy i never wanted to be the bad guy but nowadays when i make choices it's, it's more like uh what do I think is the best choice to make here? Even if it's not necessarily yeah. the, the, the most goodly of choices. What do I think that will make the computer people less mad at me? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think I've been there for a little while longer as far as doing that. And frankly, a lot of games did not actually have the systems in place for that to be remotely rewarded for a long time. And it really felt frustrating, especially in those old games would be like, Oh, this is, this is a nuanced situation. I think I'm going to, all right, I'm going to side with this person for so long and whatnot. I'm like, Oh, you're, you're a betrayer now. Like, no, that's, that's not that they were, they were clearly very clearly headed down the roads to fascism. Like it's, you know, like they, they had the good idea right offhand you know to to stop whatever and then and then you you could see that they were you know high on that power trip mm-hmm. but then you know like the story is not written in a way to accept you changing your mind halfway through and stuff like that um in a lot of those early games and it was right. it was painful to you know to not just pick a direction and go with it in early games and i, I think we're kind of getting better there but i mean not not universally but yeah i like i don't like think universally I, we're getting worse probably to be honest with you i think i think recently we haven't seen as many video games with the power of choice when it comes to dialogue and how oh, yeah. it affects the morality system and i would like to see a resurgence in that because that for me is one of the my favorite ways to be able to customize my gaming experience yeah kind of i think that that's something that kind of indie games are still doing that here and there um but that that's basically dropped out of the triple a space um almost entirely at this point 
Um, right. Just because if you want to do something to that production level, the idea of then recording everything you need to facilitate that much player choice is just insane. And like the games that are still doing it are like the David Cage just crap. Where you it's know like, I don't like to talk about David at work. Yeah. Like, oh no, we, we totally still need player choice in this and then you know But then it's written by David Cage, so I hope uh the, the I I can we are we is David Cage still making a Star Wars game where like Max Rebo like gets accused of sexual assault or something? Let's just say yes and move on. Yes. Huh. I need to Google is David Cage still making a Star Wars? Uh, you know, that, that sounds absolutely atrocious, but also I'd play possibly <laughs> the best thing he's ever made. Yeah, I'm giving this shit away for free. Yeah, Star Wars Eclipse. David Cage is still making, Wanda Green is still making a Star oh. Wars. I'm I'm actually Jason. you know what if if he's gonna get an IP, I'm okay with it being Star Wars. I I think that's because he's 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 100 going to fuck this up, and I'm okay with Can't it being it Star Wars and not Abrams. Star Trek. Uh, it's gonna be pretty tough for you for him to do it. J.J. Abrams fucked it up pretty bad. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's true. Someone who knew how to write a movie came in and fixed it, and he was like, "Not so fast." Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Abrams and his well, twice baked fuck. Him and his son out here ruining Spider Man, I assume. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But, like, are there any other major ways you guys can think about? Like, is there something you guys do with difficulty? Major or... ways? Major ways? Uh, is there any other uh, way that you guys think of that you really customize the gaming experience before we move on from the topic? Yes. Uh, psychedelics. Well, yeah, yeah, we we made that joke at the beginning, but but yeah. yes, also not a joke yet, uh, but um, yes, quite a few. Um, <laughs> Richie, I I like how you just took that subtle roasting from Josh, and he just <laughs> it, he's like, yeah, we already made that joke in the beginning, but anyways, yeah, <laughs> anyway, it was we so did. casual, and he he just let it happen. Well, he did. He's not wrong. I wasn't taking. Like, it I, was, I, I, I had a huge comeback for that, and then I realized, you know, m- maybe. Yes, whatever. <laughs> Seems fair. Um, He's not wrong. I'm not gonna... <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but, but no, kind of being a more PC gamer, I'm I'm very particular about like sensitivity settings and whatnot. Um, mm. Which is kind of one of the first things I do anytime I'm playing a game on PC is is make sure I can get my sensitivity to be something that's not going to completely drive me insane while trying default to play a game. FOV is always garbage. It really is because the default FOV is set for a TV across the room for you that's like like 60 degrees, which makes sense it's if set the thing for a is CCTV monitor. <laughs> exactly. It like it makes sense if you've got your screen in a different county. But, like, if you're playing on a monitor, you need, like, 90 at a minimum. And, yeah. Like, there's there's a few things like that that just drive me nuts when games... Like, I talked about this with Halo Infinite when that came out, how there's sensitivity 
had like two orders of magnitude less customization than almost everything else on the market. Mm. Uh, which, I mean, come on, come this. Microsoft is paying for this thing. How do you not have your friggin' mouse sensitivity? Like that. This should be the game that has. 45 significant digits of mouse sensitivity in it. This is a, like, come on. Well, how? How do you screw up this badly? And then the sensitivity in, in Halo Infinite was just impossible to set to identically what you play as in other shooters. It was impossible. Impossible mm. to set that sensitivity up correctly. Um, yeah. You know... I, I know you weren't mentioning this, Josh, but this actually got me thinking. Is there, <clears throat> other than exclusivity, are there certain places that you guys prefer to play certain games? Obviously, I think for you guys, probably shooters is a, a PC, you know, yes. type yeah. of thing. But are there other games that you guys are like, oh, I'd rather play this on this console or this this way? Like, for example, when it's a game that I can like put down and pick up at any time i like to play that on my switch a lot more yeah yeah i can play it on the train i can just set it down i'm like okay you know like i got 15 minutes let me grind out real quick okay i gotta get off at this next stop let me wrap up what i'm doing really quickly pause it shut off my switch and then i can hop back on it at another time like are are those like do you guys have those kind of um yeah yeah certain games that where you want to game on certain consoles Um, and whatnot i mean as kind of as a, as a rule of thumb there anything i don't need the horsepower for i'll i'll grab on the switch um e- even if i'm not sure if i'm not 100% sure that i'm going to just i'm going to want the extra processing power to make it look the way it ought to look i'll usually mm. go for that cuz you know i can always dock it and and play it like i would anywhere else at that point if it's um so that's that's kind of if it's on switch i'll get it there unless it's something that i really think the switch is not suited to handle which i've mentioned this a few times before like most of the cloud ports are serviceable but i would never buy a cloud port because you're you're buying nothing You're, you're you're buying an agreement that says we'll maybe keep these servers up for the next three years Especially Maybe. ever since God that got awful apparent port of Kingdom Hearts, which makes me go, really? You guys couldn't get this PS2 game working on this piece yeah. of hardware? Yeah. So exactly. Um, so like anything that is not actually running natively on the system, I, 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 I get the use case. If you have nowhere else to play it, I understand why you possibly. Would purchase that. I, I un- yes, that exactly. Is not I understand my situation, that as and a, so I never will. As an alternative to buying in a completely different other console, it makes sense cost-wise. However, you lose out on the portability because you need to be somewhere with a com- with a rock-solid internet connection. So you already lost, you know, a good seventy percent of why you have a switch right there. If you're playing a cloud version of a game. But yeah, but I mean, if you have absolutely no other way to play that game, I get it. I understand. Yeah. That is not my situation, and so I will never compromise that experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah kind of like, like you said, any, anything I think would be good kind of to play, pick up and go. 
I'll grab on the Switch. Um, mm. I, just, I, I think it suits that. Yeah, I like denser RPGs or indie RPGs on the Switch where I can get them for the same reason. Just, like, pick up and grind a little bit. Like, at the end of the night, maybe, like, yeah. just lay down and kind of blow through some stuff real quick. Yeah. 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 That's why I like my puzzle games on the Switch where I'll play, you know, just, like, turn something on, grind out a puzzle while I'm doing something else. Knock that out and, and turn it back off. So yep, I agree with that. Yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, like for me personally, I don't really think of other ways. I'm sure there are other things that I actually do that are kind of trivial compared to the major ones that we've talked about. But yeah, are there any others that you guys can think of before we? Uh, uh, I mean, one I've mentioned this a few times in like show notes and other places, and people have acted yeah, like I was that. crazy. Yeah, that um, already came up. But uh, you've got to have. This is more of an MMO thing. I'm sure, Rich, you'll you'll know. You've got to you've got to tailor your, your tailor your snacks uh, to to your your gaming habit. You can't have everyone. Yeah. Everyone always makes fun of oh these gators, these gamers with Cheeto dust all over their fingers. No, Amateur you're a, you're a fucking scrub if you've got Cheeto dust all over your hands. Josh, I know you're you going to destroy your controller. Josh, I know you and I are these guys, and like, yeah. I don't do it. Cheetos and chopsticks. Yes, no, that's what I was going to say. I normally, I'll make okay, a bag yeah. of popcorn, get my chopsticks out. I can have the butteriest popcorn but and, and not get any grease on myself yes, with, with no. some chopsticks. Yeah, exactly. You're ahead of the curve, my man. Yeah, yeah. It, it gives you so much more flexibility. Um, but other than that, I, I know a few friends who have gone the, I'm going to go ahead and buy myself a loaf of bread that way I'm not going to get anything greasy for, like, an MMO launch or what? something. And I'm just going to snack on a slice of bread at Who a time. Who the fuck are these people? Do you not remember all the news stories of people dying every time an expansion for WoW came yeah, out? Yeah, no, I do. These are I these do. people. I, I, they deserve I was... it, then. No, they do. They do. And they also deserve that their last meal was bunny bread. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that I know that. <laughs> oh, that keyboard is pristine, though. Like, bro, calm down. The Lich King's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Get a loaf of bread. Why don't you get some bitches? But. <laughs> 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 <sighs> 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 I, I, I know we've pretty... joked about making bits on the show. This was not a bit. I, I legitimately knew friends who would get a specifically go out and buy an extra loaf of bread so they'd have it around when an expansion came out. It was it was time for a fucking intervention, my man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, oh, with that note, let's take a break, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, I need to <laughs> reflect. Yeah. <laughs> I have some life choices that I may need to recontemplate. I gotta, I gotta make a few calls. <laughs> right. Well, we'll be right back while Rich is making a few calls, so stick around and we'll talk about the games we've been playing this week. You know, Shay, Josh, when I listen to the Chompcast, I don't just listen to the Chompcast. I be chomping. I be chomping. You be chomping. I be chomping. What do you mean? You know, I chomp it to the east, and I chomp it to the west, and I chomp it over to swordchomp.com, where I listen to the Chompcast. Oh, shit. 
What else can I find there? What's at SwordChomp.com? At SwordChomp.com, you can chomp over to the east for episodes of the Chompcast where we talk about video games. Or you can chomp over to the west for Chomping After Dark where we spoil comics, movies, even video games themselves. Hell yeah. You know, one time, (laughs) I was listening to the Chompcast in the back of a car and a police officer comes over and he knocks on the window and I roll it down and he shines his light on me and I say, I'll be chomping. <laughs> and what did he say? Uh, he was breathless. He didn't know what to say. You know what I would have said? Tell me. I would have said, I'll be chomping. I'll be chomping. Where are you? You were saying. And oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> as you were saying while we were on break, but we are back. I know you cannot sleep. You cannot dream tonight. But anyways, uh, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing. Um, we're going to start off with Plague Tale Requiem, which is a game that we have all very, very, very much been looking forward but to. But somehow only one of us plays <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Truth uh, be told, truth be told, I thought for some reason that it came out on the PS4, and I'd been operating with that knowledge this entire time. Um, because, like, I know in the U.S. it's easier, but in Japan it is still brutally difficult to get a hold of a PS5. Um, I I was telling the guys I've seen one in the wild, and it was marked up to about eight hundred and fifty dollars U.S. dollars. And I refuse to buy a scalped version, like, just based off principle. You use, and... like, 25 great balls and get... <laughs> yeah, it's a good deal. Right. I, I considered, um, you know, I've considered buying one, even scalped, you know, like, in moments of weakness. Like, when the uh, Final Fantasy Seven stuff came out, uh, that was pretty difficult for me not to get one. And I'm feeling it a lot with this game as well. Um, you know, I really want to be playing this game in the most optimal version. And I, and actually in our break, I found out that they did in fact put the, uh, cloud version on the switch. So I'm going to do my research and maybe I'll play it that way. But, um, obviously that's not the best way to play it, but in the meantime, Rich did play the game. I'm playing it on game pass. Um, cause it's on game pass. So everybody knows PC I'm playing it. Um, I'm only about an hour and a half or so in, but okay. boy, is this game gorgeous. Um, I mean, the first one was pretty damn gorgeous, too. Yeah, no, no. Like, it, and it is holding a candle to that. Like, it's running well on my PC, so that PC port, that Windows version seems to be doing just fine for anyone who's curious. Um, a game fucking hits the ground running. It really just picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, Amicia, Hugo, Lucas, and uh, their mother are in France seeking these doctors that are supposedly going to help Hugo uh, with his condition. And uh, it kind of does a a pretty quick tutorial where you guys are, like, playing outside to, like, help, you know, reacquaint you with the stealth mechanics and everything. But um, Amicia has everything from the first game, you know, right from the word go. You've got your sling um oh wow you are i I understand like you're only getting upgraded from there i I, like 
based off some shit I've seen, I know she gets like a crossbow at one point in this. Um, so you've got the sling. You are lethal from the word get. Uh, Amicia is doing more murder in the beginning of this game uh, <laughs> than I would have expected from the word go. But, you know, you're on the run. Folks are out to get you. Um, I I like just hearing that. I really love that because I've always hated that about sequels, about how like you are able to build your character up so high and then they have to somehow nerf your character in a sequel. I've always hated that. I think Plague Tale uh, is benefited by the fact that you had a very small toolkit in the first game. Yeah. Um, It's, It's not like you're overpowered whenever you're throwing rocks as you're, you know. That's yeah. That's just Uber it. So, power I mean, level in the first game. You, you have your sling. That's it. Like Amicia has her sling, and it does like a pretty like fun tutorial where you're out like playing war games with Hugo and Lucas to reacquaint you with all the mechanics. Um, and then shit starts hitting the fan. Like it, it's following that flow of I'm in chapter two now of kind of like, all right, we're gonna be safe here, but obviously something's gonna happen. Some shit's gonna pop off. Um, I don't really know what the bigger threat is this time. Uh. The intro sort of has you Pope kind of. Too. Yeah, well, I, I don't know who these people are, but essentially in the intro, you end up uh, running into this sort of fort. And when you get inside, everything's kind of been burned down and been sacked. And there are these guys in masks basically accusing you of being thieves, trying to kill you. I don't know who this group is or what their goals are yet, but we've naturally, you know, fed them to a little bit of rats and made some enemies in the opening hours of A Plague Tale Requiem. Um, I got about as far as the late title card, which is about an hour and a half in for me. Uh, okay. And and then I that was about all the time I had to put into it today. But off to a strong start, and I think it does a really good, quick job of reacquainting you with the mechanics and just getting you right into the action, not really wasting any time. If you have not, if you haven't played the first one recently, this game is not bringing you up to speed. Go like read a synopsis or something. If you you're gonna feel lost if you haven't played the first one. That's kind of a shame in a way because I think even thinking about obviously this is the comparison is only in the exact thing we're talking about. I think about Psychonauts too. I never played the first one. I never played any of the Psychonauts stuff, and they were able to get me up to speed really quickly in an efficient and fun way. Um, obviously, it's a little bit more difficult to do something like that with a more serious title like Plague Tale Innocence, but I think it would have benefited to give the option of seeing like a video to catch you up. There might be something buried in the menus. In the, I didn't look, so I don't want to say that that doesn't exist, but it doesn't default anything for you, which I think it is fine. It should still prompt you, though. I think that would have been a yeah, good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... Considering how detailed that first story is. I think it's great when games do that. I also don't necessarily think they have any responsibility to do so if you're playing a sequel. I think it's kind of neat that they didn't, considering that so many games will have like a two-hour opening segment where they just recap the first game and I'm or like, some I crap. Know. <laughs> um, well, that's why I'm saying like an optional like yeah, video, sure. like a five-minute recap. I think that's, especially if you're releasing a new game, um, granted, more people that are popping into this game are going to be fans of the first one, because there's still a ton of people who didn't play the first one. Because uh, they're, they're like me, they had it in their Game Pass queue or something like that, and they're like, yeah, I'll get around there's to it at some also... point. 
the, the beginning of this game also leans harder. I don't want to say harder, but more immediately into like the supernatural stuff that became kind of obvious the longer that game went on. Um, I don't know what the sim. Well, well, I understand the symbolism. What I should really say is I don't understand if it's leading to anything direct. There's a brief section in the intro where you are playing as Hugo, uh, where it is then sort of alluded to through dialogue that Hugo has been having this reoccurring dream where he follows a phoenix to a spring that cures him of his ailment. Hmm. Yeah, I, I imagine that that'll be kind of become more clear as you play further in the game. Um, yeah, that reminds me of kind of like the level of symbolism in some of the other games that are like it's contemporary, you know, like La- Last of Us has kind of like that level of symbolism. I think that this game does it better than something like The Last of Us or Uncharted, but like in those in those c- cinematic uh, gameplay style games, like those games. I think it has kind of like that same level of symbolism, but I do think a plague tale does it much better as we talked about last year when we talked about innocence. I think plague tale does that kind of stuff much, much better. And I don't want to hear any complaints about the lethality of Amicia's sling. We've had this conversation before about sleek, uh, sling wielding Greeks. Those babies hit like a fucking magnum bullet. We've done the research. They're lethal as fuck. I wish people would just quit talking about that and stop this pain tonight. Just stop this pain tonight. I, that's all I really ask for, you know? Like, you, were, you weren't you were there, man. You weren't back there uh, in Greece uh, with fucking Socrates. He, that dude was talking shit, but he was also ripped. So it was like if you were hanging out at the library and, like, a young Arnold Schwarzenegger came up to you and started, like, questioning you on the existentialism of life. Like, you, he's annoying, but you, what are you going to do? He'll kick your ass. Yeah. The thing also, is, they're already kids. just a, they're, they're a voice. Yeah. Rich, I was waiting for you to finish it. I was I was teeing you up for the best part. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're toying on me. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I'm playing a game and I'm just like, I don't want to waste my time on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel you. I feel you. But this yeah. is not one of those games so far. No, I'm. Uh, I, I knew I was gonna stick this through to the end, but like, I would have already had more of it played if I wasn't just like so fucking drained today. And today was the only time I really had time to start it. Yeah. And uh, you know, someone moved the podcast around, so I really had to fit in today. <laughs> that's why you guys made me not wear a shirt today. That's why shirts were. Yeah, that's today. what happened. That's what we asked for. Mm-hmm. You guys said you're the asshole who changed to be it. Fair, you can't wear I a could, shirt. I, I can't tell what you're wearing because it looks like you're hiding your identity, like you're on to fucking catch a predator. Hold on. And, <laughs> like you, your voice is so. Uh, so uh, when I was uh, going into the store, you sound like Bane. I know. <laughs> They're waiting know in the dark. My voice, though. It's all right, boys. Daddy's ready to get his rocks off. The fire rises. I'm here to see my little girl. I need to show her daddy's thing. <laughs> When I went into the store, the store worker asked me, That's the fire. People of Gotham. (laughs) It really does look like I'm hiding my identity. 
Mm-hmm. Perhaps he's wondering why you would shoot a man before throwing <laughs> him out of a plane. Uh, let me fix that so you guys can see. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, no, it's. it's but better. then, like, oh, you, like you, you do have lighting in that apartment. Go figure. <laughs> Believe me, Josh, I do have electricity. Mm, okay. I just like to if use we the were doing, light. if we were still doing the show live, people would be like, "Why is Shay in witness protection? Like, what's happening? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? It's Jim, not Shay. It's Jim. Shay's not Asian. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, we'll all have dug into this game by next week, and I'll oh, have yeah. more to say on it. Uh, in the meantime, Rich, you also played a game called Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero. Yeah. Uh, so I have talked about the Legend of Heroes series in the past. Um, you and I think you and Ray both have. Yes. Yeah. We both. Uh, this is a new one to the United States. Um, so what I will say is Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky are games that I played many years ago. And then um, more recently I had caught up with legend of heroes trails uh, from cold steel in between those games in Japan. There were two other games called legend of heroes uh, trails from zero and uh, legend of heroes trails to Azure, I believe, which is coming out in March. Uh, so they, these are older games, but they never got a U.S. release. They were recently remastered in Japan, and now the remasters have been released in U.S. markets. Mm. Um, the thing with the games is, like, the Trails in the Sky follows certain protagonists, Trails from Cold Steel follow certain protagonists, and then Trails from Zero and Trails from Azure follow another group of protagonists. The fact is, <laughs> Trails in the Sky is where this series basically starts, and by the time you get to Cold Steel, all these stories are sort of converging, um, where every story is set in the same fantasy universe, but on like a, in a different country involving a different group of characters. But there's always some bleed over. Yeah, so no, no, exactly. Those chemtrails in the sky are connected to everything. Yeah, exactly. You get it. You get it, Alex Jones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so the basically the characters from Trails uh, from Zero are already involved in the plot of the Cold Steel games. But in the U.S., it's always felt like we're kind of, like, missing a chapter, uh, which is now getting filled in, which is kind of nice. Um, And it's sort of a weird cop game, uh, because I'll explain it to you in a way that I think makes it funny and hilarious, because this entire fantasy world is populated with people yelling, fuck the police. Um, This is set in the, the same world as those other two series. Uh, but in the independent city-state of Crossbell, which is a place I have visited in the other games, but it's sort of this smaller independent city, like one of the smaller nations. But um, you're playing as Lloyd Bannings, who is a detective in Crossbell, a newly appointed detective who is joining the newly formed special support section of uh, Crossbell City's police department. And what you quickly find out it is... Oh, sorry, Shay, you wanted to interject? I I wanted to say one quick thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is Lloyd not the most cop name ever? It it uh there's a cop in this game named Dudley who sucks and he seems like more of a cop to me than anyone. I think Lloyd is like the most cop copy cop name. Like it's in the top. I don't five. think you're wrong, but I don't even think I know a Lloyd. Because you don't hang out with cops. Because I don't hang out with cops. Exactly. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I'll give you that. That's fair. Um, the hilarious part of this is basically the police are so not respected in Crossbell that in the other games, particularly in Trails in the Sky, you were playing as a sort of non-nation tied group of heroes. There's a an organization called the Bracer Guild. They operate in every country in this world and don't have a, like a political affiliation, but basically they're heroes for hire. Like, you know, you can post something to the Bracer Guild and pay them to take care of a job for you, exterminate a monster, investigate a crime, something like that. Um, the special support section of the Cross Bell Police Department is just four cops who are doing exactly what bracers do, like whole cloth stealing their thing. And when Lloyd gets his assignment, even points out, he's like, so we're bracers. And he's like, well, not they're like, well, not officially. He goes, it seems like you just took what they do and you're making us do that now. Mm, okay. Um, so basically they find this department on like these four like misfits who are going to operate this way to improve the way cops look in the public image in Crossbell. Um, and I sort of know where Lloyd's story goes from there because you end up fighting him in one of the other games at a certain point. He ends up becoming a party member in the other games at a certain point. Um, but it's, it's filling in gaps and it's well-written. It's a fun little grindy RPG. I like the combat in these games. I like the art. It's, it's cool to have another reason to be back in that world and also to sort of fill in the missing gaps in the story. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. How do you feel about playing a cop? Um, it's cooler than normal because most of the cops I know don't use Tanfa as their weapon of choice. Mm, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. They just shoot unarmed civilians. <laughs> it's true. That's a prerequisite. It's much no, harder to the... kill your dog if they're using Tanfa. It's true. It's true because they're mainly a defensive weapon. Mm -hmm. I would. I don't know how offensive it would be. Probably too offensive. But like a game satirizing U.S. cops right now. I mean, uh, they kind of accidentally could... made that with a, a cop story. That yeah, yeah, I think that counts. Yeah, that one made by the you know fucking shit stained L.A police chief who, yeah he just uh, didn't realize what he was doing at the yeah moment. no he didn't realize he was making fun of them but uh he, he kind of accidentally made that by by having the cops kill everyone he interacted with and and having the criminals well be so evil that they'll leave like a you know five-year-old kid in pieces in a dumpster because we're saving you from the animals to be fair i do think josh would enjoy the in the like first hour of this game like i think well like, i think you would enjoy the game period but like i think you would die at the writing in the first hour when like you go on your first mission and you basically save these kids from a bunch of monsters and they're like you must be bracers thanks you're like oh no we're with the crossbell police department and these kids are basically like fuck the police my dad says you're all scumbags yep yep <laughs> It's like, next time, let them kill us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yep. Uh, uh, it, yeah, it's some weird, like, there's weird levels of flavors of, like, the way people feel about cops and knowing this game is yeah. a number of years old at this point, and there's, like, weird flavors of stuff. But uh, police story. I've, I've got myself thinking about that now. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Video Don't. games. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Video games. <laughs> well, we have just one more short game we're going to talk about um, as we're continuing the trend of seemingly longer and longer titles. 
uh we'll top out at made in abyss binary star falling into darkness which is uh what josh talked about last week and uh he's i believe you said you're on your second playthrough now i am on my second playthrough which was my complaint last time was that this is a tie-in game that they force you to play a first playthrough which is literally just a (laughs) recap of the first season of the anime which that's right I come on like come on Anyway, I finished that. I, I was very close to the end uh, last time, closer closer than I realized. So I, I knocked that out in, you know, one more session. Less than one more session. I, I was planning on playing it for a decent bit longer. But anyway, mm. very close to the end. Knocked that out. Started the actual mode I got this game for. Um, and I can kind of see the reason they did it, because they're having... The story start directly after the first season. Like, okay, you you now have the context for this, and new new you know kid shows up at the orphanage and is gonna start their adventure. And oh, you're hearing hearing all these tales about some other kid who wandered off into the abyss and is is somehow not dead after all of that. And literally everything in this world kills you. So that's you know you're hearing all these legends. Of of this little kid who's wandered into the abyss and is still still making it, um, kind of these folk legends, which is neat. Uh, however, you needed two sentences in order to kind of frame that as like, oh, you know, Rico's at the second layer of the abyss. She made it. She she somehow is not dead so far. That's exactly where we... Like, you didn't need a whole playthrough to establish that. Um, Says you. I mean, it also kind of gives you the Maybe setup you for don't. how lethal stuff is by having that other playthrough, but it's not necessary. It's I still stand by that whole... Should be skippable. Yes, should be skippable. absolutely. You should be able to go right into this playthrough. Uh, however, now that I'm here, I'm really enjoying it. You kind of... You get to create... Like we were talking about earlier, create your own character going right into this... Uh, which also, other than your name, actually, I'm not. I'm, you may be able to change your name too, but you can kind of change what your character looks like as you go. It's like you've got a mirror in your room, a la every MMO at this point, <laughs> that you can change your appearance at uh, halfway through the game if you just feel like it for whatever reason. Great. Um, and then they they start you off with this kind of new. They give you a little bit of story there, as far as that goes. Like you and three other kids also showed up at the orphanage that you know are starting out complete newbies exploring the abyss. Um, in order to give you know, given the framework of this world, probably to kill off two of those three, I'm sure. Um. In order to frame how lethal it is, um, yeah, I'm I've been, I'm enjoying it. They're, all the systems that I talked about being kind of locked off in the first game are finally here. The uh, durability of items that you're using, specifically the weapons, is a major concern now, whereas they just didn't break before. Um, frankly, they're a little too weak. Like, we are talking Breath of the Wild level durability here, but you, you don't just find weapons laying around. You have to craft them, and that, that it's, mm. it's, they're a little too 
too weak as far as that's concerned, but it, it does kind of give you a definite, this is as far as I can explore on this run, sort of a, sort of a limit to it. So, like, it, it, it makes sense-ish, but I feel like that limit should be, like, based off of your health or your hunger level and not, well, I fucking broke my pickaxe. Um, they feel a little weak. Maybe those will level up as I go. Like, I'll get stronger stuff that lasts longer, but we'll, we'll see. Currently, it it seems like that's the limiting factor as far as how long I can go on a particular expedition into the abyss is just I break all my gear. Um, the game should have started here. This is what I wanted. This is, This is exactly what I wanted coming into it. I'm enjoying it now that I'm here. Um, Seems more palatable. Very much, very much so. This is what I wanted. This the main the best world is such a interesting place to be in conceptually. Um, hmm. That just allowing me to just jump in and explore it instead of being kind of railroaded through the first season of the anime, which I love it. It's great. They're telling a really cool story, but that's not that's not why I got the game. Like, if I want the first season of the anime, I'll watch the first season of the anime, where the Which pacing's I was doing better. while and... I was playing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like, it, it, there's so much cool stuff here. Like, you don't, you, you have a much bigger crafting tree that you have way less of at the start. You've got to, you know, open up and whatnot. You've got skill trees to kind of focus in certain things, whereas in the first playthrough, you start off with most of it unlocked kind of like you don't see it there's no skill tree there but as far as like the actual abilities you have looking at the skill tree you've got like a good i don't know 40 percent of it unlocked ish maybe okay it's hard to tell exactly because some of these are like incremental upgrades um but like in this one you start off without a dodge roll so enemies are very lethal if you're just starting out because you can't even dodge um Can't dodge. Yes. Can't duck. Yes. Um, can't dip. Uh, also, that sort of half-baked uh, stealth system I was talking about before works mm. a lot better in a world where I have no weapons now, uh, and it seemed like you could just sneak away from everything far too easily before. Okay. Uh, it makes more sense where if you can't sneak away, you just die. Um, so, like, the tuning was done around this mode. Like, the, the the game was made to work in this mode, and then they kind of, I think that other one was, you know, not thrown in there, because there was still effort put into making it work, but as, as far as, like, how the game was made, the game was made right. for this mode. And I'm I'm much happier now that I'm there. I've been having a lot of fun. You kind of, you start out by getting a character creation screen, which A, is great as far as that customization goes. You get access to all the hairstyles, all the everything, creating your character, and then you just pick which voice type you want. So it's 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 literally completely non-binary. You pick out of all the options for creating your character however you want, which 
is cool. That's 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 way more. Frankly, it's easier as far as the animation goes because you don't have to create two different set of animations for, oh, this is what the girl character looks like. This is what the guy character looks like type nonsense, which is why we saw fucking Ubisoft pretending that it's impossible to animate women not long ago. Mm. Um, we don't know how to do boobies. Um, yeah, I like, I, I like it. Like, it's, it's great. And then, like I said before, you can change what you look like halfway through the game if you just feel like it. Like, oh, I got a different set of gear. I, 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 I feel like I should look like this now. It's cool. Good. Um, and yeah, you're right, Josh. But like, it's so funny when you bring up that Ubisoft thing because I love bringing that up because there was a completely there was a way to be completely honest about that situation, but they refused to. Which is like, don't say it's impossible. Just be completely be like, this is high fidelity, and it would be twice as much work for us to do that because like that's kind of a shitty answer. But at least I kind of get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, I'm I'm having a lot of fun now that I'm here. Um, a lot of the systems felt like they were just not getting the effort needed in that first playthrough, and I just it it it, it I should have just blown through it faster than I did is probably what it boils down to, but also I shouldn't have had to because i was I was curious to see if they did anything different turns out they don't so if you're if you're getting this game there's you still have to play that version they've not patched that out yet and i don't believe they will um but yeah just just blow through that if you've got any context for this you know world at this point that that first playthrough is just in your way it's 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 uh anyway i'm really Mm. enjoying it so far now um i'm I'm glad you kind of you haven't taken a full like 180 on your kind of opinion from last week, but I'm glad you have a more positive outlook because I know you, I know you did enjoy the game when you're talking about yeah. it last week. But well, there's just there was a level of strategy that just was completely lacking from the first one because in like it makes sense in the framework of the show. Like okay, like I'm gonna be finding these in the world you're exploring this pit to find different relics that were left behind by whoever was living in the abyss beforehand uh, like it, mm. th- it's all framed that way but then in the, in the actual show well you're just going lower and lower so none of that matters and in that first playthrough well you find stuff and you keep going like there's there's not any strategy to it uh in this one oh i found a relic um that's that's how i level up that's how i you know gain standing with the guild with the powers that be by bringing these relics back up to the top so i can right. you know make money for my betters yay capitalism um <laughs> um but there's strategy Get to that because like before like in that first playthrough man these relics are, are heavy and next to useless i'm gonna fucking drop that shit there's no reason for me to waste inventory space carrying that crap around um whereas in this one oh man i i need to make sure i've got enough food and enough gear to get back up to the surface with these important completely useless to me relics that are how i advance my way in society and that that the the framework is right there and and then you don't get it for that entire first playthrough um 
in order to give you this risk reward sort of a feeling to it and right. and it's here in the second playthrough and that's that's it is yeah the game just works better in this mode so much better so how how much longer do you have until you finish this one uh i have no idea i i assume the second playthrough is going to be any minute now. quite a bit longer because the first playthrough, like I said, is basically kind of railroaded through the first season of the anime. You're just going lower and lower. You don't have to worry about getting back up, so that's not a consideration. Whereas in this one, for you to make your way back out of a run, I have to make my way back up to the surface. That's a consideration anytime you're exploring. It's gotcha. not a consideration on the first playthrough, um, which is going to drastically change how you view each trek down into the abyss um i i i've got a hunch it's going to be significantly longer um there's a whole side quest you know system that was just not in the first one there's there's a skill tree as far as uh unlocking um you know different abilities and different skills with uh gear and, and whatnot and like recipes that you can make you can craft while you're while you're exploring that's just just not a part of the first playthrough there's there's so much more depth to this playthrough than the first one i'm expecting it to be instead of five-ish hours closer to 20 at least just based off of my initial impressions uh, kind of coming right into it. I'm I'm only about two hours into this second playthrough, mm, but okay. I can see it being a much more in depth game. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm that that's completely a guess, but kind of based off of my hunch from the first first playthrough, and given how many more options I have in this one. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad you guys played some games this week. I didn't have much time or desire to play games, so. Vibio game! It's video game! It's me, video game! <laughs> that's our, our video game. That's our mascot. He's like a little goblin that comes out of the screen. He's like, I'm video game! And mm-hmm. they're like, ah, kill it! Yeah, his little gray suit and bow tie. Do <laughs> you want to give me $2.99? Mm-hmm. Give me $2.99 and the game is purple now. <laughs> I don't what know if what that, that was means. the way like <laughs> loot boxes and stuff work. They had the same yeah. little goblin. Hi, I'm the loot box goblin. I'm Vibio. Give me two ninety nine mm-hmm. and Reinhardt's hammer will be uh, yellow. <laughs> Actually, that'd probably work better. <laughs> probably, <laughs> mostly because he's kind of annoying. Yep. <laughs> also, kind what does it cost to make you cute? leave? <laughs> don't you want Scooby Doo to be in this? <laughs> Eight ninety nine. I like it. Okay. Uh. Well, that's gonna pretty much do it for the show. It's gonna be a shorter show this week. Um. So I want to just say, if you enjoyed this episode and you want more content from us, head over to SwordChomp.com, where we have more podcasts for your listening leisure. We also have an article section where we write some reviews and things of that nature. Ray's newest uh, review is up at this point, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's, he's been doing, uh, he's going to get some longer form reviews up, but he's had some previews up for some indie uh, stuff that's been getting sent our way. 
Cool. Um, so, yeah, he's got a post up uh, for The Darkest Tales. And then a, a few weeks back, he had something up for Spider Heck as well. So there's stuff, there's stuff coming. Cool. There you go. We have a merch store if you want to check that out at the site. And last but not least, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Um, I won't inundate you with all the information there. If you are interested in supporting us and keeping the lights on, head over there to check it out. Be great. We'd appreciate it a lot. But we're going to get out of here. I want to say thank you to you, the listener. I want to say thank you to Josh and Rich for being here uh, on the shirts team. I was your host, Shay, on the Skins team. And we will be back for another episode next week. Take care. So that's what we say. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 I recorded it, too.